the Air Jordan 1 Royal Reimagined did not sell well. We're going to get into that this week on Fire Footwear. Welcome to Fire Footwear, everybody. As always, this is your host, Matt Freights. I hope that this finds you well, and I hope that you are happy. It is the week before Thanksgiving. We are all getting ready, hopefully, to spend time with our families. And I want to thank you, as always, for spending a little bit of your time with me and the Fire Footwear community. So, the Jordan 1 Royal Reimagined. And for those of you listening, I am currently holding a pair of the Royal Reimagined. It is a pair that I bought at retail. It is a pair that I bought off the sneakers app. These are two things that normally don't go together. If you've been in the sneaker game long enough, you know that the sneakers app is nearly impossible to hit on. Unless, of course, Nike has done something out of the ordinary. And for this shoe specifically, I think that Nike did something out of the ordinary. And while this topic deviates from what we have talked about before, this was something that was specifically asked of me from the Fire Footwear community. So I want to thank all the people who asked me about this and want me to give my opinion on this release. Three weeks ago, I gave you some sneaker math, and I told you that it was nearly impossible to get shoes on the sneakers app, not because the sneakers app is inept at giving us the shoes that we want. There is, of course, some built-in ineptitude for the app, but really it comes down to supply and demand. Is Nike making enough pairs of these shoes to be able to provide the amount of demand there is for these shoes? Most of the time, the answer to that is no. Nike is not in the business of trying to make sure that every single sneakerhead gets every single shoe that comes out. Nike wouldn't be making the kind of money that they are, and these content creators wouldn't be making the kind of money that they are making unless, of course, there was too much demand and a little bit of a supply. What do I mean by that? I mean that by making it exclusive, Nike is, of course, driving the hype train up and making sure that everybody wants to get a pair of these shoes. I think that Nike has made a miscalculation when it comes to this shoe. And that's what I think is the interesting part of this shoe. To bring the shoe back for a minute, this is a aesthetically pleasing looking shoe. I don't think that anybody is going to argue with me on this. There is certainly a nostalgia factor with this shoe obviously being one of the OG colorways of the Jordan 1. Unfortunately for Nike, though, this is not the first of the reimagined series that they have come out with. I think that Nike started white hot with the Jordan 1 Lost and Found. I really don't think that they're going to be able to eclipse that in any way, no matter what they do. But if you look at this shoe aesthetically, and if you look at this shoe in a vacuum, it is an objectively great-looking shoe. The suede is wonderful, both the blue and the black. I think that the shape looks good. I think that the collar looks good. And to me, the execution is very simple, but it's very effective. And that's why I went for this shoe. But one of the things that surprised me about this release, and on release day, I went to the sneakers app and was extremely surprised to see that an hour after the release had started, which was about 11 a.m. Eastern time, normally when you go to the app an hour later, the shoe is sold out unless, of course, it's a shoe that nobody is interested in. I was very surprised to see that there was a full-size run just about. You could get your hands on these for retail. This is not something that occurs normally for something that has any type of hype associated with it. But for this shoe, it was available. 
I honestly thought that the app was tricking me, so I went to go purchase, and I was very surprised when I got, for the first time in a very long time, the Gotham screenshot. And so I was very excited to see these. As I was perusing social media, I came across some people who were tweeting about this particular release. And one of the facts, I mean, I guess it's not necessarily a fact unless Nike comes out with that and says, yes, this is a fact. But one of the numbers that people were sharing were the stock for this. The stock for this apparently, allegedly, was over 600,000 pairs. Objectively, that is a lot of shoes to make for any kind of shoe. And you have to ask yourself, why did Nike produce so much stock? That's really the fundamental question that we have to answer about this, is why in the hell were there 600,000 plus pairs of this shoe? When I did my sneakers math, I was giving you drastically lower numbers than this. 20,000, 50,000, 100,000. I do think that for the most hyped releases and the most exclusive releases, the stock numbers are about that low. I think that Nike intentionally makes a few of these to make them much more regarded within the community. They want them to be exclusive and they want them to be collector's pieces. They don't intend for every single person to have the Travis Scott one mocha. They just don't. But for this shoe, when you're coming up with the stock numbers, I think what Nike calculated on was that the nostalgia that was driving a lot of the hype for the Lost and Found 1, and even so, for the Reimagined 3, was going to stay at that level. But I think Nike made a miscalculation in that they weren't looking at the trend. As somebody who is a statistician in my regular life, I like to look at trends. I think that you're going to find a lot of information in the margins if you are looking at the numbers as objectively as possible. And if you think about the Jordan 1 Lost and Found, and you go to resale sites to see what it is selling for, a shoe that retailed for $200, I believe, is going, I guess, right now for anywhere between four dollars and $500. That's a pretty good markup. It's not a markup of, say, a Union Jordan 1 or anything like that, but it is a pretty decent markup in today's time. In today's time, resale is not what it was. So a shoe going for double the retail price, to me, is actually a very good indicator of what the community is thinking about it today. If you go to the Jordan 3 Reimagined, you're going to see a different scenario. The Jordan 3 Reimagined is, of course, selling for over retail, but just barely over retail. It was an objectively great shoe, very similar to the Royal Reimagined. I thought that it was executed very well. They did not have any QC problems. It was an objectively great looking shoe and did harken back to the OG aesthetic of the White Cement 3. But I do believe that the hype for it wasn't nearly as high as it was for the Jordan 1 Lost and Found. Because I believe that when you come out with more and more of these shoes, the hype is going to dwindle as we come through. Because I believe that the law of diminishing returns is going to rear its ugly head. And that means that the more of these that we get, the more saturated the market gets, the less demand there is going to be. So now, the Royal Reimagine being the third in this lineage, and really the most simplistic in this lineage to date, I really think that Nike didn't anticipate the fact that people were already tired of the Reimagine series and that they were going to have to think outside the box when it comes to the shoes that they are going to reimagine as a part of this new artistic line. I don't think that they were counting on the fact that the nostalgia wasn't going to carry the day, that people weren't going to be driven to this shoe, that hype wasn't going to be driven by the fact that this was an OG colorway. And what they saw and what actually happened is that this shoe did not sell out. And to date, it still hasn't sold out. A lot of people want to know when is the time to buy this shoe. 
But I think you need to realize that the best time to buy this shoe is when it is best for you. If you are waiting for this shoe to go down to a certain price, you certainly can do that, much the same way as you could wait for a price to go down on something that is over retail price. But I think if you want this shoe, get it for whatever price that you can afford. If that's retail or whether you want to wait, that is your choice. I think that this shoe is going to continue to go down and hit a low of probably $150. And to me, the quality that I received is well worth $150. To me, it was worth $180. But this speaks to kind of where the culture is today. And many people want to talk about, is the culture ever going to come back? Or on the other side, is the culture dead? I don't think that sneaker culture necessarily is dead. I just think that it has evolved. I don't think that people see sneakers the way that they did three years ago. I think today, the majority of people that are buying shoes are very much like me. They just want to wear them. They're not part of a collection. It's just something that they like. When I posted a picture of the Royal Reimagine, many people commented about how great they looked and that they were going to pick them up. Not because they were hyped, but just because they were nice and the execution was good. And that's really all that I want out of a shoe these days. Really, all that I want is to get something that is made well and is worth the money that I am paying. And for the Royal Reimagine, I do believe that that was the case. So Nike did us a solid by actually giving us a shoe that was worthy of our money. But they made a miscalculation in thinking that that many people were going to come to the yard to buy the shoe. And that is not the case. And as I said, it is an indicator of the culture today. The culture is not what it was. There are pockets of us who just love sneakers. We love having them on. But I think the idea that I have something that you don't is long gone. I think that our generation, the people that are in my age bracket, are carrying the culture today. But young people who are into the hype are not going to carry the culture with all of these shoes that are coming out. Unless the shoe is hype and unless the shoe is going to give them some kind of clout when they have it on their feet, I just don't think that young people are going to carry the culture forward in that way. This shoe right here, the Royal Reimagined, is a shoe that looks great on anybody. It can be styled in any way, and it just about fits in everybody's closet no matter what. But the hype is not there for it. And so I think that young people in the culture, the people who care about what other people think about their shoes, is not going to be into this shoe. They're not going to want this shoe. They're not even going to buy it as a beater because it doesn't do anything for them. The currency that it holds isn't enough to get them to buy it. And that's where sneaker culture is. So if you're somebody who wants the hype, this is not the shoe for you. Or if you're somebody who has been longing for a time in which you can just get the shoes that you want, now is your time. This is a shoe that is available, and I highly suggest that you go get it. My review should not sway you in any way, but what I can tell you is that somebody who does care about quality when I receive my item, at my age, I want to make sure that my money is being spent wisely this is 100% worth retail price, and it's 100% worth whatever price under retail that you are willing to pay. And now for the release of the week. Release of the week where I generally like to talk about a shoe that has caught my eye. It's not always hype, rarely is it. It's just something that I think that you should know about. And I am going to veer away from normal tradition where I like to ensure that we are positive here on Fire Footwear. And I'm gonna talk about a shoe very, very negatively. It's probably not something that I do very often, but I believe that when a shoe comes out that is so bad, 
I want you to know about it because I don't want people to waste their money. Now, shoes are very much a subjective medium. You buy whatever makes you happy and whatever you like. But when I look at these shoes for the purposes of this show and this content, I like to be as objective as possible. And the Air Jordan 2 Italy is releasing very, very soon. I think it's releasing either this weekend or maybe early next week. And it's very simple in its approach, white, red, and green. And from what I understand, it is supposed to be paying homage to the Italian leather that was on the original Jordan 2. If you remember or you remember your history about the Jordan 2, what they tried to do was give an exclusive feel to it and a luxury feel to it by putting actual Italian leather on it, genuine Italian leather. What they forgot was that it was a basketball shoe that Michael Jordan needed to like, and Michael Jordan didn't like it, and that's how Michael Jordan almost left the company, if not for the Jordan 3. And so they're trying to pay homage to the craft of that. To me, it looks like one of those stereotypical pizza boxes. It's terrible. It's not innovative. It's not creative at all. It's just a way to put colors on a shoe and say, here, go out and buy it. And this speaks to what I talked about before, that shoe companies need to put quality into their items. And Nike and Jordan brand can't just put out any old Jordan and think that we are just going to eat it up. If the Royal Reimagined release showed us anything, it's that no matter how many numbers you have, it's not always going to sell. And I think Nike and Jordan brand need to do a better job. They did a terrible job at making the Jordan 2 as great as it can be. The Jordan 2 was really a forgotten silhouette. Many people had not thought about it in a long time. And over the last two years or so, it's had its moment. It has come back to the point that some of these other boutiques like Union and Ama Manier have done collaborations on the Jordan 2. And this Jordan 2 right here is not it, folks. This is terrible, it's awful, and I don't want you to waste your money on it. Again, if it's something that you like, you do you, but I cannot in good conscience ever say to anybody, this is the shoe for you and you should buy it. My guess is that when you get it, the Italian leather will not be there, the quality will not be there, and it will be below GR standard. And that to me is doing a disservice to the Jordan 2 and it's a slap in the face to the consumer. So that is my release of the week. The Royal One Reimagined. What did you think of it? Have you picked it up? And is it a shoe that you want to wait to pay under retail? Get in touch with the show. Instagram at FireFootwearPod is the handle to do that. You can find the show page on Facebook, FireFootwear, a sneaker podcast. We're on TikTok at FireFootwearPod is the handle to find some of the shorts and reels that I post there. If you're listening in audio and you want to find the YouTube page, Fire Footwear, a sneaker channel is what you would search. If you go there, please make sure to hit subscribe and like and all that good stuff. As always, above my head, the Maddie Ice Media Network, where we are doing other podcasts like the Iceman and Coach Sports Show. Hope this finds everybody well. Hope this finds everybody safe. And I'll talk to you next week. This is Fire Footwear. Opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.